There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's November 21st, 1961, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. There are no revolving restaurants remaining in Britain, a fact that brings sorrow to the hardest of hearts. <laughs> but today in history is a significant date in the Culinary Chronicles nonetheless, because more than 20 revolving restaurants still exist in the USA. And it was on this day in 1961 that eating and rotating were thrillingly combined for the first time there <laughs> when La Ronde in Honolulu, 298 feet tall with a rotational speed of once per hour, first dazzled its dizzy diners. <laughs> and I must say, I'm always amazed by high attractions in low-rise cities. Like, at the time that La Ronde... <laughs> That's such a niche thing to know you love. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, okay, so, like, right near me in Brighton, there's this thing called the British Airways I-360, which is just a massive kind of phallus thing that takes you up and down on a on a round observation deck, which doesn't rotate curiously. But Brighton, there's not that much to see. It's low rise. And similarly, at the time that La Ronde opened, at least, Honolulu looked pretty sparse. You know, you got a view of Pearl Harbor and the sea and the mountains, but the city itself was just like these little houses. So, wait, what you're saying is, oh, there's no skyscrapers to look at. All I can see is Pearl Harbour and the natural beauty of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, repulsive. One of the most scenic places on the planet. What, I think what's weird about La Ronde is you tend to think that this is something that America must have invented, right? The revolving yes. restaurant, it's got this... George Jetson style of 1960s futurism, flashy, slightly pointless, but exciting architecture and innovations. It just feels very of the time. Yes. But they were actually invented in the far less whimsical Germany. Mm. Post-war Dortmund. Yeah, and I mean, this probably was the only fun thing they had. The inspiration for Dortmund's tower came from Stuttgart's TV tower, which had a barrel-shaped restaurant near the top, which did not rotate. <laughs> the people of Dortmund took one look at Stuttgart and thought, this but rotating. Yeah. One of the reasons that they happened in TV towers was because they are big buildings that require a lot of upkeep, and it was seen as this was a great way to offset some of those expenses, mm. was to have a restaurant in there. So, in And 1950- also enamour the public to the frankly not very attractive mm. design. Like, if you've got a big concrete pillar, like, at least if people can go up it and see things from the top and have a nice meal, you're sort of, you're flattering them, aren't you, to think that the building's nice. Especially in an era where the TV tower could easily be the tallest building in your town or city. So in 1959, the Florian Term, Florian Tower, TV tower restaurant in Dortmund opened with the world's first rotating restaurant. It was a little bit lower than La Ronde. It was a mere 150 metres in the air. But obviously it didn't take long for the US to would have been the tallest thing in Dortmund. You'd have liked that, Arian. (laughs) (laughs) As long as I can see some sort of a mountain and some sort of a house, I'll be happy. (laughs) And obviously it did not take the USA long to adopt the idea of having their own revolving restaurants. There had actually been ideas for doing this for a really long time and a lot of them surprisingly complex mm. considering what the actual technology ended up being but we'll get into that for instance in 1933 at where else the world's fair in chicago it's always the world's yes, fair. Right. <laughs> yes the designer norman bel proposed a restaurant that would be on a rotating column which is 
so so and obviously that never happened it was extremely complicated it would be extremely heavy and would almost certainly break down every single day you mentioned the technology being quite straightforward in the end and i think that's worth underlining you know to anyone who hasn't ever been up a revolving restaurant it is actually very straightforward you've got a middle platform which is stationary you know like a normal room <laughs> yep. and that is where you have the elevator shaft obviously because no one wants a double rotating elevator <laughs> uh, and the kitchen which leaves you quite a small kitchen which means the menu has to be quite small mm. and then on the outside you have a platform that revolves around the middle um, and what I found interesting about this which I didn't realize because I just assumed there's like a maximum speed for these things that's based on you know the technology but there isn't no, the come engineering on. doesn't say yeah yeah you can go if you want 30 miles an hour the, the thing that is limiting the speed that you're going round is set by the company that commissioned the rotating restaurant and the major manufacturer of rotating restaurants which is uh, Macton from Connecticut USA in the west anyway uh, Wise Hong in China build the ones elsewhere but Macton say that we'll take your lead on how fast you want the rotation to go but generally you want it to be so that obviously by the end of a three course or a four course meal you've seen the whole view and if in busy periods you want to fill the tables more rapidly you can make it rotate faster and that will make people leave sooner yeah. Yeah, psychologically once sure you've done will. the whole view you've done and it. physically because they are <laughs> chundering up their dinner <laughs> <laughs> I suppose there is a speed at which it's just not advisable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, La Ronde took an hour to complete a full rotation, but some of them have gone for, I would say, far headier speeds. For instance, the BT Tower in London famously had a restaurant that was on the 34th floor. That went for one rotation every 23 minutes, wow. which right. honestly yeah, feels... Fast. But you, I guess you need it to be enough that you're aware that you're in a rotating restaurant, right? You don't really want to not notice that you're rotating. That's the whole point. <laughs> I have the menu here. From this Ooh. opening day at La Ronde, <gasps> would you like to know what you can be eating yeah, whilst on. you look yes. over Pearl Harbor? So I'm going to slowly turn my desk chair around as you say <laughs> the names. <laughs> uh, so for an appetizer, there's only a choice of two, as I say, small kitchen. Either fresh Hawaiian fruit supreme, mm -hmm. which is a combination of tropical fruits, mm. or shrimp cocktail supreme. Got to be shrimp cocktail. That's what it's yeah. Yeah. Shrimp cocktail, right? yeah. How much? Yeah. So two. 175 for Oof. that. Pushing the boat yeah, that out feels on that expensive one. in in 1960 money. <laughs> yeah. Then for your main course, your entree, which is served with a toss green salad with your choice of blue cheese, French or Thousand Island dressing, and vegetable of the day, and French fried potatoes or rice, Ooh. and rolls and butter, and choice of beverage. Whoa. Right, wow. you can have mahi mahi, shrimp tempura, chicken pineapple. I mean, what? But we are in Hawaii, <laughs> you know, Polynesian delicacy. Yeah, beef teriyaki, shrimp curry, or from the broiler. Uh, your sort of surf and turf menu. My favourite bit about this is they've written in their description of filet mignon, which is $6.50, <laughs> the queen of beefdom. <laughs> yeah. I feel like any menu that has room for that poetry about such a small selection of entrees has won well, my heart. it's got to be that, hasn't it? Like, I assume in this timeline we've got that Don Draper money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. The most famous um, re rotating restaurant, though, the one that kind of made the concept international, was the one after this, mm. which was the one in the Space Needle in 1962, again, for the World's Fair, uh, which was then featured in a film called It Happened at the World's Fair, a, a potentially <laughs> decent alternative title for this podcast, um, starring Elvis Presley. So you had uh, a yeah. scene with Elvis sitting in a rotating restaurant, and that was the thing that really created something of a craze and loads of the most rotating restaurants in the world were built in in the immediate era after that. 
Well, it's astonishing as well how long humans have wanted to, frankly, sit on things and rotate because I found this, um, there's <laughs> well, a book man. called... <laughs> Explicit tag. <laughs> well, okay, so according to a book called Revolving Architecture, A History of Buildings That Rotate, Swivel and Pivot, I mean, that's got to be pretty niche. Anyway, people have been coming up with these buildings, not just for restaurants, but for all sorts of different businesses for ages. So you've had like rotating houses and parking garage and solariums and things. And all of these uh, ideas tended to serve a practical purpose. You know, if you've got a parking garage, it's so that the cars can enter one way and then drive out without having to um, change gear or turn around. The origins of the revolving restaurant are far older than you might assume. I think I thought it was some sort of whimsical Victorian steampunk type idea. You know, we've done the Industrial Revolution. What can we put things on Mm -hmm. to make them turn around? But apparently it dates back to ancient Rome where supposedly... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Supposedly, and this word is doing uh, what, a bit of carrying. Yeah, slaves put you in a wheelbarrow and take you around in a circle. <laughs> Spin you around by throwing fried dormice yeah. into your yeah. mouth. No, apparently, the Emperor Nero had a dining room in his palace, the Domus Aurea, that could rotate. And they have found what they think might be where the big spherical mechanisms under the floor would have sat to make wow. this happen. They were powered probably by water, possibly by slaves. You know, it was a time when a lot of things were slave powered in it you know in ancient rome but it seems like maybe it was powered by water and that would turn these big spheres that would then rotate the room nero was known for a lot of crazy stuff wasn't he are we sure that this wasn't just a figment of his imagination this rotating restaurant well i love the idea i feel like nero is a kind of guy you would have to act super impressed yes definitely well and also there is a fondness it seems for rotating restaurants among uh, dictators um kim il sung was a huge fan of revolving restaurants and he at one point was aiming to have seven of them in North Korea. The first of them did actually get completed, but only a year after he died. So tragically, he never got to see his, oh. uh, you know, his magnum <laughs> opus <shame>. realised. <laughs> Baghdad Restaurant, uh, which used to be known as International Saddam Tower, uh, that oh. had a rotating restaurant in it until... Uh, what happened? It's quite a well-publicised war, Arian. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we all remember How what did happened. that end up? <laughs> what happened to that guy? You don't hear about him anymore. <laughs> Tomorrow. His reputation as this sort of fearsome, gratuitous, demonic murderer mm. is... Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, part of the ACAST Creator Network.